Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Dallas Death Discussion for Monday night. It is November 7th, the day before the presidential elections 2016. And my goodness, has it been an interesting election season? But I think the bigger fireworks are yet to come. Definitely yet to come. But anyway, we're here for education. We are here to uh, see if there's anybody that uh, has got situations that they're dealing with that they might need some assistance with as far as how to handle things, uh, possibly their use of the courts or or whatever. But uh, the bottom line is we're here for discussion. We're not here for legal advice because nobody here gives legal advice. One of the main reasons that's the case is we have no idea what it is. The legal advice is given by attorneys. If you want legal advice, please go seek an attorney, <clears throat> the bar license type, and get your legal advice and go from there. You won't find it here. If you're here for that, uh, you're in the wrong pew. So. With that said, I'm not going to belabor it anymore. We're here to help people, if at all possible. The uh, uh, moderator's on here, John, and good evening, Sir John. I see you're with us tonight. Yep. Um, John and Terry and myself are all moderators for Jesse's website, and we are all litigators. We all litigate in federal court. We have experience in federal court, excuse me, varying degrees of experience, And we have a lot of study time to to boot. But that doesn't make us experts, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, We've become fairly knowledgeable about a lot of subjects when it relates to the courts. But it doesn't mean we're experts, doesn't mean we have every answer. And more importantly, it doesn't mean that if somebody has a situation they're dealing with or uh, they ask a question, if we don't know the answer, we're just going to throw some bunch of crap at you, BS, uh, to try and impress you and make you think that we know something. If we know what the answer to a question is or how to deal with a situation, we'll state that. We'll give our opinion. We're not giving advice. We'll give our opinion. But uh, the bottom line is if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know. Well, you know, I'm not sure. I think it might be this, uh, but I'm not sure you probably want to go to this place or that place to check and make sure. That's what we're going to tell you. It's not about being right, being all knowledgeable. It's about making sure that you get proper information because there is oh too much crap flying around out here on the web. Uh, We've recently had uh, several people that uh, have been on the calls that have indicated they've paid other people uh, and gotten some very, very bad advice. 
And unfortunately, there are a lot of scammers out there. They think that they're real smart. You know, some of them are related to the administrative process stuff. Some of the others are not. But uh, <clears throat> there is a lot of trash floating around out there. That's not what you find here, just so everybody knows. If we don't know the answer, we'll tell you we don't know the answer. But uh, bottom line is we don't just go out and read stuff on the Internet and come on here and answer questions. We we actually deal with the stuff. We actually litigate. And uh, we've got a fair amount of experience collectively between us in doing so. So, again, that doesn't make us experts. The way TalkShoe works when you come on, you are unmuted. I ask everybody to be courteous and mute yourself using star six. That way we don't hear your inadvertent burps, water running, your trip to the bathroom, the dog barking, the TV coming on loud, or the kids fighting. Please mute your phone because we have hundreds of people that listen to these recordings. Uh, every one of these calls is recorded. They're all archived on TalkShoe.com. When you go to the page for this call, 54318, all you got to do is scroll down the page and you'll see all the archives. And it goes back quite a ways. We're in the eighth year now. We're here every Monday. We never miss a Monday. We're always here. And uh, like happened a couple weeks ago, there was a problem with TalkShoe. Just I'll put this out there again so that everybody hears it. If you find <clears throat> on a Monday night at the prescribed time that we're not on this call for some reason, that means there's a problem with TalkShoe. And the place to go and look and see where we are is to go to Terry's line. And most of you know who Terry is. Most of you are on Terry's mailing list. But if you're not, she has a call on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And if you want to be on her email list and get the call information, including the number, the uh, login pin and everything, send an email to queensongbird at gmail.com and just say, please put me on your list because she'll send the call reminders. She also sends the link for the recordings out because hers are done on free conferencing, which is a different system than this. It's not done automatically like TalkShoe does. So um, make sure that you get on the list so that you know what's going on. And the other thing is, if you're not able to find us when you get here, and Yvonne, i got to mute you because you're making a bunch of noise. Um, if you come on and we're not here for some reason, go and check Terry's line. And if you're on her list, you'll have that information, as long as your housekeeping is halfway decent. But uh, with all that said, I'd like to welcome everybody. Uh, we'll do good news first, and then uh, after that we'll go to Q&A. For Q&A, to raise your hand, all you have to do is hit star 8. That will raise your hand. Put yourself in the queue so that uh, you can raise your hand and ask questions, and we will take those questions in the uh, order in which people raise their hands. So at this point in time, I'm going to ask if anybody has any good news. You don't have to hit star eight for that. If you've got some good news, all you have to do is speak up. Okay, I don't see anybody that's speak oh, let's put it this way i don't hear anybody that is speaking up with good news well, i'll uh, tell you some good news and it's something that i hadn't mentioned to you but um i sent in a while back 
um, my um, LexisNexis request. I'd never done that before. And I got back about 200 pages of information and um, they don't even report any credit cards or any information like that on there, any debts. And uh, even though it had a lot of information, it, um, it was all okay. It's interesting that they had all these categories that I didn't even know they had, like whether you have federal firearms license, whether you have a concealed weapons permit, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I got mine a while back, and, and I was amazed. I didn't have anywhere near the pages you had, but I, I had a, a pretty, good, pretty good chunk. What, what was the purpose if there was no credit stuff in there? Um, they verify like name and address stuff and where you've lived and public record information, deed recordings, stuff like that. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, a whole lot of stuff about you. That's how they gather all that. And that's, that's how they make their money. They sell it to third parties. I I am so totally uncomfortable with that. Well, it's out there. There isn't anything you can do about it. It does piss me off, though. I'm just going on record. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, everybody should be used to it because these companies gather information from many, many different sources, and uh, they catalog this stuff. And they, there's a huge, huge, huge business world out there for well, uh, yeah. personal information. It's funny because uh, one of our local uh, grocery stores, the, the one store where I buy meat, that's all I buy there because their prices are too high on everything else, but their meat is is good quality, and the prices are good. Harvey's. Uh, yeah, and that store has a discount card, you know, like most stores do, and they've always had this thing where, you know, you use your card, and then you get a discount on your on your purchase, and you get points on it, and you can use them, you can cash them in when you get gas, if you buy gas at Flash, which is the only place I buy gas unless I'm getting it for the motorcycle. So I've had that card forever, and whenever I've got 15, 20, 25 cents on it, I'll use it for gas when I put gas in the car. So I went uh, to the store a couple weeks ago, and I went to use my card, and they said, oh, well, we're getting a new card, and they give me the new card, and then they tell me that I have to go home and go online and activate it. And it's much better than what they used to have, blah, blah, blah. So I come home and I get online and I find out, oh, hell no. I don't want your new card. The new card, no gas perks, of course. But you have to agree to their terms and agreements that they can share your personal information, fill out all this personal information on yourself, and that they can sell that or share that with anybody they want, and you'll be getting uh, marketing from other companies. And, you know, you can't stop it, it and they want your email. And, and, oh, yeah, but it's such a great deal because you get all these points and then, you can cash them in, and it adds up to like, you know, you can get $10, $20 earned up on your card. 
and you can shop at, and it lists these stores. Well, guess what? We don't have any of those stores. <laughs> Why did I know that was coming? To begin with. And the only gas station that's on there is the highest price station in town. So even if you got a discount at that gas station, you're still going to be spending a, a good bit more than you would if you buy gas where you always buy gas. And I thought, and I don't want to be marketed to, not by anybody. If yeah. I'm looking for something, I'll go look for it. So I thought, no, I don't want your card, so I wouldn't activate it. So when I went to get meat last week, I get to the ca- to the checkout, and he says, uh, oh, do you have your new card? I said, oh, I have it, but I didn't activate it. And he says, well, what's your phone number? I said, you're not activating it either. And he says, well, you have to activate it. I said, no, I don't have to. I said, are you telling me my old card doesn't work anymore? If so, that's fine. Um, you know, I'll just ring it up. And he says, well, no. He says, just give me your phone number, and then I'll activate it for you. And I said, you're not listening to me. I don't want your card. I'm 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 not going to activate your card, and there's all these people in the line. And he says, well, why won't you activate your card? I said, I don't like your terms of service. Well, what's wrong with them? I said, I don't want to be marketed to. I don't want my personal information sold and shared all over the country to be bombarded in my email and my mailbox and my telephone with telemarketing for points to shop at stores we don't even have in this town. So no thank you. And everybody starts talking in the line like, wow, they apparently didn't read the terms and conditions. Well, nobody ever does. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think they were happy with me. I was going to say, you, you weren't their favorite person in line that day. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, John, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your news. No, I mean that that's that's good, but that that's exactly it. I pulled a report that I hadn't done before that I'd hesitated about before and was surprised with the level of information and it it didn't I thought they tracked lawsuit information, but apparently they they don't either that or they only idea. do for so for so long because I haven't had an insurance claim for it about eight or nine years, but I didn't have any of those listed on my report, which I was surprised about. So, um, so do it was, if you was, haven't. Was it just all your business stuff that was on there? It has business stuff and it has personal stuff. Um, you know, if you hold any um, registered licenses or anything, that's there. Uh, um, not complete corporate information, but some. And, uh, you know, property deed records and addresses you may have lived at and stuff like that. I haven't, I haven't, it's just so much. I haven't come through it completely to see if what I want to dispute um, that may be incorrect because, you know, if, if, it, if it's incorrect, it shouldn't be on there, but I'm sure it could, you know, a little brushing through it should comb some things out. So, but I'd advise people to do it because I didn't even send it certified return receipt. I printed the form out, put a regular postage stamp on it, mailed it off, and they sent it back. Well, that's exactly what I did, John. I uh, and I got the same thing. It really is a pretty broad array of uh, information that they provide that they collect. It is. 
So I, I think I'm wanting to say mine was 40-some pages. But You know, I, it just... Well, is there anything we, you can do about it, Terry? I, I, mean, I know, but how did we get to this place where people's personal, private lives and come on, what you do for a living, your business transactions with other people, everything about your private life is exactly that, private. And now that's what you think. we're in a situation where your personal private life, they think they have a right to, and everybody has a right to know. And that really pisses me off. Everybody has it's a right that, to know for a price. And that's it's the key not word. That ev- it, it's not that everyone even has a right to know. I mean, you have a right to know that they have this information, and you have a right to dispute the information that's in there. I should have a all right to done, keep my privacy. All they've done is monetize it. They've <laughs> exactly. monetized information that's out there by sucking it into one central database. LexisNexis is the largest information provider and broker in the world. And I think they're owned by a company called Reed Elsevier, which is like the largest uh, organizer of events, um, conventions, trade shows, uh, all kinds of things like that. They've got huge marketing databases. and, And, you know, the idea of like in Sweden where you can buy from a vending machine um, with your cell phone. They were early adopters there where they eliminate cash and everything. Think of it. You go to the you go to the vending machine. It's got all this junk food, you know, whether it's Snickers or M&Ms or potato chips or um, Texas toast pies or whatever they are, all these things. And when you make a purchase with your phone, it's going to record that. So somewhere in the database, they they know what to market to you on your internet profile or, or your phone. Or in in that country, when you're approaching another vending machine, say, hey, there's only one Texas Toast left. You better buy it while you can. And and that's just wrong. And yep. that's, that's, that's going on. You know what? That, that is a really good reason among many others, to just buy an island. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm serious. Well, I what you were just talking about, John, I, uh, within the last several months, was in the hospital here. Uh, not I was there for uh, somebody else, visiting somebody else. But uh, I went down to the vending machine, and it was a uh, drink vending machine. And you could use coins. You could use dollar bills. Or you could use electronic payment. Well, you'll find most of those machines now, for some reason, you know, either they're full and they can't accept any more coins, or their bill reader is wrong, so they only accept credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) Which is which is really bad. But the the, I guess my reason to tell people to pull your reports is so that you get upset and you tell other people about it. Not upset like upset, upset, but upset enough that just like Terry did when she was in the store and everyone starts looking at each other going, well, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. If everyone was to pull their, you know, everyone would be pissed off enough that if they did one of these petitions or something, that they could put enough pressure on to stop it. Yep, it's called awareness, everybody. It's or at what least John's talking op- about is creating awareness. Right, or at least the ability to opt out. 
You can go to um, opt-out, I forget what it's called, optoutonline.com or whatever, and you can opt out of receiving uh, unasked-for un, un, un offers of credit in the mail. You can also opt in to receive them, too. That's up to you. I mean, you can opt in to be included on lists when when they pull your credit report with a soft inquiry to offer you credit. You can actually opt in to be on a list where they send you stuff in the mail. Why you do that, well, I don't know. Well, you know, LexisNexis needs a universal opt-out because I don't want to be marketed to from anybody in any any way. I get pissed off. If I go in a store and some sales clerk is up my skirt, oh, can I help you? Can I show? No, you cannot. You can get out of my hair. I, I think Carrie's got a little burr you. under her saddle tonight. Well, I'm telling you, it has been ticking me off for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's good, and people need to be aware. Well, yeah, and need. They need to voice their opinion, and then eventually there's consensus built, and someone does something about it because they can get elected for doing what people want. Yeah, and okay, then we have I one more criminal, and I'm constantly getting people right. telling me they want me to run for something. I'm going to shut up now because I, I I'm not. That you don't want to hear that, huh? I, no, I definitely do not. Oh, okay. You better be quiet then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, everybody, we uh uh you know, we we don't always have good news. And again, if somebody else has come on while we've been having this discussion here, feel free to uh pipe up with uh, any good news you might have. Uh, we have somebody talking in the background. That was short. Yeah, short. That that's a good thing if they were just making noise and shouldn't have been. But uh anyway, if uh, nobody has any good news, then we're going to go to Q&A because that's what we're here for is to uh try and help people. This is about education. And we just happen to have somebody with their hand up in the queue. We have a, we have a couple people. Manny, I think that m- noise is coming from your line, buddy. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. I got some people that's loud here, so I'll just put myself on mute and uh, I'll just get okay. back on the call. Okay. From at last. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Manny uh, has joined. He sent me an email today. Said he would try and join us on the call tonight. We hadn't talked in a long time. He's been busy, and so have I. But uh, anyway, we have Yvonne with her hand up here in the queue, so I'm calling on you first. The floor is yours. Well, Only to you, you, so you don't get to keep it. Oh, darn, I have to give it back. But well, I actually raised my hand because you had muted me, and I just wanted to apologize because you know I don't come on the call making noise. I know, but, but there was noise coming from your, your phone, so I muted you. That's how I stopped the noise. But I just got to tell you what happened is I muted myself with my right hand, and then with my left hand, I accidentally hit the mute again and took it off. (laughs) (laughs) You you toggled it, yes. I did. Oh, well, shame on you. I know. I was trying to get out my plastic money so I could get me something for dinner. (laughs) Uh 
Ah, you're out chasing food. I, I already got the food part taken care of. Uh, <clears throat> I had everybody's good. favorite tonight, Spam and Eggs. I haven't had right. that in a really long time. <clears throat> I just, uh, I've had chicken and I've had some steak, but tonight was Spam and Eggs. That reminds me of when I was eating sea rations when I was in the Army. Oh, it's Spam and Eggs. But I just wanted to say hello to everyone, and I don't know if I will make the whole call because I may get the itis after I eat. So I guess I'll uh, catch up with you guys later in the week. Well, uh, we'll be here till we don't have any further things to talk about or the approximate 10 o'clock hour in my neighborhood reaches us, and, of course, you know, we're not on daylight savings time anymore, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know how many people had any problem adapting to it. I haven't had too much of a problem. Uh, I usually work long enough to really get myself tired before I ever go hit the sack, and, oh, you know, actually, I don't feel too bad today, considering I only slept three hours last night. Well, I, I hadn't even thought about day. that. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that until just now. Uh, I can't believe I'm not, you know, my butt's dragging. I never took a nap today. I've just, I've been busy going. and I've been tired all day. And it's going to take me a couple of weeks to acclimate that my watch is going to be an hour off for six months. Oh, Oh, (laughs) because you don't reset it, huh? I can't. I I can program a computer. I can program the remote so my husband can't channel surf. But I can't set my watch, and nobody else in the family except my son knows how to do it, and now he moved to North Carolina. Well, I can't drive up there to get my watch set. (laughs) Hey, sometime when you're um, in town, out out and about, uh, go over to a jeweler and ask them if if they can change it for you. You know what? That's where I uh, have to pay my storage unit. I'll there you go. When I go in there this week, I'll ask them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's Terry, all sorts of help out there. And, Terry, I'm with you. I don't think they should be collecting information on me unless I told them they could. Exactly. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah, well, it's out in the public domain, and they're going to snatch it, and they're going to try and, just like John said, monetize it. They're going to turn it into money in their how, pocket. So. How dare you steal my private life and line your pocket with it? They're all a bunch of Clintons. Well, I'm <laughs> wondering if we could do the same thing. How about if we accumulate information on these um, businesses and corporations and then sell it? You can do that. Hmm. Well, well, well. Facts we- about Midland. Yeah. Oh, I'd give that away for free. I wouldn't even yeah. charge anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that way. Truthful information about them? Oh, that. Um, I've got lots of that. And, you know, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> no charge to anybody that wants it. Yeah, gold, golden case law to use against them. Oh, you yeah. know what? Yvonne, that, now that's that's a hobby worth Mm. Oh, well, I I help out wherever I can. Yeah, I, 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 think, people, so. I think so. 
Yep. It would be very valuable. Okay. Well, um, I won't get the wet noodle out for you with your uh, uh, playing with the buttons episode tonight. We'll let you off the hook this time. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a great evening, Yvonne. And thank you. I, I will. You too. Okay. All right. We're going to go to Texas. You have been unmuted. Hey, good afternoon, guys and gal. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, Dave, I was on the call last Monday and asked some questions um, and brought up regarding a small claim court on FDCPA uh, claim. So I have several questions that I want to ask and um, give you guys information. Okay. First of all, this started back uh, December the 9th, 2014. I received a letter from attorney's office. It did not have the mini Miranda uh, included in it at all. Then on about January 14th, well, I what, what a was Well, what, just a second. What was the content of the letter? Oh, uh, notice of a default. Tempting collected debt. Oh, okay. All right. I yeah. just want to establish, well, so we understand exactly what we're talking about here, have the facts right, in right. place. Okay, right. thanks. Yeah, so they didn't include the mini Miranda at all. Okay. Then I sent a letter to them dated January the 14th. And in my letter, I said, Dear Debt Collector. And I went in and asked for certain information, so forth and so on. So it was a validation request. A validation of verification request. I sent that to them on the 14th. And I guess about the same time, they sent another letter to me, and maybe it was crossing the mail dated the 15th. And that letter did have the event included in it. Then they sent another letter dated January the 22nd, which was in response to my letter dated January the 14th. Their letter dated January 22nd. I received it on January the 24th. And their letter dated January 22nd, they did not say that they were a debt collector. And that's what I sued them under for violation of not saying that they were a debt collector. Okay. And, of course, there was uh, the attorney's office. Uh, there was an affidavit in there signed by... Uh, one of the attorneys, and then um, <clears throat> the main cover sheet was signed by a legal assistance um, to uh, one of the attorneys. So I, I included all three of them in the lawsuit. Okay. So we've gone, we went to mediation, we didn't work anything out. They tried to just pay me $300. <laughs> and I, I said no. I said no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, I did agree at that point in time. I was going to drop uh, the legal assistant. I said I'll drop the legal assistant, just the attorney's office and the lawyer. So we didn't reach an agreement. Then I, then I filed a motion to strike because they didn't file the answer to uh, seven months later and some other. Affirmative right. defenses about statute of limitation, which was bogus, and this error that they, te you know, take reasonable steps to um, yeah, avoid bona fide error defense. Bona fide, right. right, right, which is which is BS as well. Okay, um, 
So then they file, also they file a motion uh, for discovery, which the judge granted them their motion for discovery. Now, this is in small claims court, right? This is in small claims court. Right, yeah, and that's the, that's what they have to do in Texas small claims. They actually have to file a motion and request to be able to do discovery. Right. Now, what they didn't do, though, Dave, was you're supposed to file a request, you know, before you provide the discovery to the other side. They didn't do that. Uh-huh. And so I included tried to get the judge to um, strike it because of that. Well, and he didn't. He didn't do it. He didn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything on the fact that it took him seven months, and he got basically the attorney. He lied to the judge. Oh, it was a, uh, something about whoever did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. We've talked anyway, about so that, but you know, yeah, like, right. like they say that in, in general, they like to have cases adjudicated on right. the merits right. rather than right. on a technical default. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So fast forwarding, and um, <clears throat> so when we're in court on the motion, uh, the attorney he's hoping you know contacted me. Uh, I think it was last Thursday or Friday. Um, and I never heard from him. And uh, <clears throat> I went in and did, I amended my complaint because I realized there was a couple of things that I had uh, had omitted. So I went in and amended the complaint, and I also filed a motion, did the motion first, for discovery myself, that the court would award me, you know, the same discovery request that the, he had awarded to the defendants. Right. And so, so, so that, was set for, that was set for motion. And then I, I went and filed after that, I filed a minute complaint and then sent that to the other side. And so I received a, <clears throat> I received a phone, uh, email today from uh, the attorney, actually one of the attorneys that works for the firm. She actually wasn't a part at the time when this all was taking place. And so let me, I'm going to read this real quick if I can. She says, uh, good afternoon. We have received your second amendment complaint and request for discovery. Your request for discovery is a blatant attempt to further prolong an already unnecessary case and provide our firm with further evidence of your harassment. So what they're saying is this. They're saying, oh, well, you know what? If you don't go through and, you know, dismiss your claim, we're going to file a counterclaim for harassment. So let me read on a little further. Uh, I have no doubt that the judge will view your actions as harassment and agreed that the suit was filed in bad faith. You have incurred no actual damages, which requires compensation, which is incorrect, and your letters sent to our firm are addressed to a debt collector. If you try to claim that you did not know that our firm was a debt collector, you will be lying on the stand in contradiction to, of your letters. As for the perpetration of your harassment, you listed our office manager and a partner of the firm in your lawsuit. You have improperly used the law to harass our firm and its employees. Pursuant to the new law, pursuant, excuse me, to the law, we are entitled to recover and we will recover all attorney's fees incurred defending the lawsuit. Before I file a counterclaim and motion for summary judgment, I'm offering you a final opportunity to dismiss your lawsuit. If the lawsuit is not dismissed within 10 days, I will file a counterclaim, claim, excuse me, seeking all legal fees incurred to defend your lawsuit. Best case scenario for you is a judgment of $1,000 against our firm if you can prove actual damages, once again, incorrect, and that we intentionally violated the law, dash, impossible. Worst case scenario for you is that we recover a judgment against you for all legal fees, which may exceed $6,000. This is your final opportunity to walk away and dismiss the lawsuit. 
No money will be paid to you. Further, after 10 days, we will no longer simply walk away and will instead pursue recovery of all legal fees, laws are incurred in defending and prosecuting this frivolous case. Dismiss your case or we will recover a money judgment against you. Okay. So <clears throat> that was the response. That was what I received from them today. So my question is, number one, first of all, I know I don't have to prove actual damages. And I, that was discussed when we were before the, the, the Right. Court and, the if FDCPA is statutory. It's statutory, right. So, right. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So this part about this harassment. So my question to you guys is this. I've never talked to anyone, any, anybody from the office. Uh, what I did was in the beginning, I sent uh, 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 a demand letter. Notice uh, of intent. Never, yeah. never notice of intent to suit. Never yeah. heard a word back from them, and that is, therefore I went ahead on to file a lawsuit after I didn't hear anything back from them. Right. So that's, that's, that's basically it. So I'm, not, I'm trying to see what, what allegedly harassment Okay, let me, let, me, let me simplify this for you. Okay. Um, what do we say about lawyers when their lips are moving? I was just or when they're, or when they're <laughs> writing something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, BS, lying, yeah. Yeah, intimidation. Yeah, no, intimidation, I, right. My, I think... I'm going to step into your shoes for a moment. I don't know if they fit, so I'm not going to stay long, just in case okay. it makes my feet hurt. I'm going okay. to step into your shoes, and my response okay. to them would be, your intimidating intimidation tactics uh, do not work with me. Okay. Well, I'll see you in court. Okay. That would let me be the extent of my email. Okay. Let, let me ask a question. So in your complaint, and it's an FDCPA count. Did sure. in the wherefore paragraph? Did you ask for actual damages? One second, I'll tell you. Just a second. <clears throat> uh, wherefore, plaintiffs demand judgment for damages against Sears Bennett LLP, Terry Sears, and the. Uh, uh, Rosalinda Soto for actual or statutory damage attorney's fees and court costs pursuant to 15 U.S.C. 1692K. Okay. See, because you, and this is for FDCPA, correct? That's correct. Okay. Where, when you say uh, statutory <laughs> or actual, then in the event you're not going for statutory, what are your actual damages? That's what they're asking you. Um, and so to ha they're considering it harassing that you're kind of hanging that over their head without saying what it is. Um, actual damages can be things like I couldn't sleep, um, I can no longer gain an erection to have sex. And emotional distress. Yeah, emotional right. distress, right. and they are they are soft. They are soft. There's a real pun in there, but they're they're soft <laughs> injuries that that you don't necessarily have to go to a doctor for. Right. I mean, 
you know, it's not like an automobile accident where you, you know, tore tissue. Um, it, 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 it's mental and there's nothing that says you have to go to a doctor, you know, and, and in, in that situation in court, I would simply, you know, if asked about it, say, so what you're asking me is, did I go to the doctor to get drugs so that I could sleep or be tranquilized? And how would that help me solve the problem? It was better that I put all my efforts into suing you to straighten the problem out than getting drugged like an animal being taken to the slaughter. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, it's true. It's well, true. yeah, you're putting it right out there in front, right in their face. And why do you think they want to legalize drugs everywhere? Because then people will be docile and easy to push into socialism. I got to tell you this before I forget, but I I was listening to an interview earlier. Steve Wynn, the guy, the uh, casino guy. From Vegas. Yeah. He, He was really upset because apparently on the Nevada ballot this time, they're trying to pass a gun control law that states <laughs> that if you have to fill on the questionnaire to get a, a license, you know, it, it register a gun concealed to buy, carry to buy. No, just to re, you have or to, to register, purchase to purchase a gun. Right, you got to fill out all this application. It asks all these personal questions, and it asks if you've ever smoked a joint or you've ever done this or that. And it actually asks if you use any um, testosterone-type products like, you know, Viagra and other things like that. And if you do use those type of over, you know, even over-the-counter type enhancements, you are not um, eligible to buy a gun. He was furious. So I'm thinking, what are you addicted to them? <laughs> you know, but yeah, go on. I had to share that with you. I, no, no. So, so the point the point is because you because you have been ambiguous in your pleading and not being specific, saying I'm suing for statutory damages, I'm suing for actual damages. You said or, and. We learned a long time ago with FCRA complaints, as soon as you mention actual damages, because there is no ceiling for them, they're, they're freaking out whether or not, gee, do I have to report this to my insurer or not, because it may exceed my policy limits. So exactly what are you talking about as far as actual damages? Um, now, you could, have, you, could, you could have made a typo and put or instead of and and then suddenly it's like okay yeah you're going for the thousand dollars and you're going for actual damages and well what are your actual damages well consider that considering this is ongoing with this complaint well if i can't sleep for two years and this case drags on that long it's going to be a heck of a lot more than it is right now <laughs> yeah, exactly. and where in the law does it say i have to go to the go to the you know doctor for that and you know, just because they advertise Viagra on TV, what says who says I got to go to the doctor for that? And if I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, having palpitations over this, you know, why do I have to go to the doctor for that? What's the doctor going to do? Can you tell me? Can you practice medicine and tell me what's wrong with that? You know, Mr. Lawyer. So, 
you know, but just beware that that's, that's the angle they're going for. So your quick out is, oh, I made a typo. It's, it's, it's supposed to be and. But, and you okay. can correct that by repleting your complaint. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to do that, but they're threatening you really hard. Now, as far as these other – where they're really getting bent out of shape is that you probably could get actual damages out of their company because this is a law firm, right? Yeah. You, right. Probably, you, you probably could get actual damages out of their company, but unless the lawyers did something to you personally – Right. You probably aren't going to get actual damages out of them. You know what I mean? It, right, right. It, yeah, and so that's where they're that's where they've got a stick up their butt. You know, that's giving them a hard mm-hmm. time. And so, um, you could amend. Are you? Have they answered? Have they done anything? Where are you with this? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They filed an answer. Filed seven months late. They did file, a, uh, file an answer. We went. To, we've gone through mediation, and I just on the first, I, I filed my uh, uh, second amendment complaint. Now, if 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 you're recommending, and I'd like to get everyone else's uh, opinion on as well, because I want to try to make it as tight as possible. If you're recommending that I go it on and amend it and say, you know, I made a mistake and put in an and instead of or then I certainly would do that because I, what I want to do is find out, okay, what are they talking about harassment? Oh, okay. It's intimidation. So wait, a second. wait a second. Wait a second. So, so is there only one count in the complaint? Yes. Okay. But you've got three defendants, the law firm, a partner and an attorney, right? Well, actually she is legal, 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 what's the title? Legal assistant or something like that. Yes. She signed. She's a secretary. Yeah, legal assistant to this guy. Oh yeah, usually well, don't didn't she? Yeah, but didn't you she know, say you, that you agreed yeah. to release two of the people? Yeah, I had I had agree, I agreed to release in in mediation. I agreed to release the legal assistant. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. And so yes. and so, just so you know, just so you know, when you go to release them. It's not that you release them, you drop them as a party. And if you drop them, remember this, this is huge, drop them without prejudice. If you drop them with prejudice, they'll say it was a frivolous complaint and they'll sue you for legal fees. And this this, this has happened to Jesse's attorney screwed up on a on a deal and dismissed the party with prejudice, and then they sued him for like 160 thousand legal fees. So you got to be aware of that, but you do it without prejudice. You don't, you know, you, you just you just do it. You can do it at, at pretty much any point. Um, right. You're supposed to do it with. Uh, it's supposed to be a joint stipulated. Stipulated, yeah. Right, but, which means you have to agree with the other side. Um, but you know, if you want me to drop them, I'm willing to do it this way. But you have to stipulate to this, and I'm only going to do it without prejudice. And if they give you a hard time, say, "Look, it's not a frivolous. It's not a frivolous matter." And but I'm willing to dismiss it. You know, in the effort of moving towards resolving this matter. 
And you just have to stick hard to that, but do not drop it with prejudice. So that takes care of the legal assistant. As far as the attorney goes, the attorney, you know, whether it's a corporation, law firm, or an ind- individual attorney, if you got them on something, I mean, they're dead meat. They are debt collectors. And that's it. But it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed unless you show that that girl did absolutely something and you can prove it, prove it with real evidence. Then, um, you know, then it's really hard to go after that one and make her a debt collector because attorneys are automatically the employees are going to be a higher bar because, you know, that's they're they're more like collateral damage. And you know you don't want to you don't want to go down that road. It's going to be a harder right. fight. Yeah. Now okay. to clarify here where we are, mm-hmm. right. how many defendants do you have left? Two. All right. So, so the law firm and the lawyer. Right. Okay. So then you have two defendants. You can get a thousand bucks apiece. So they're saying you you can only get a grand. Well, you know, obviously that's incorrect. Right. Okay. Okay. So what I think, what I'll do is this, and I said, like I said, I was willing to. I told them then I was willing to drop the legal assistance. So I will contact them and say, listen, and write, hey, look, I'm willing to. If we can stipulate, I will drop your legal assistance from the case. Um, also, I'm going to have to file. I guess it'll be my third amendment complaint to correct the. Um, <clears throat> The damages. actual damages instead of, instead of putting or put and or I guess what well I don't yeah, I don't want to I don't want I don't want to eliminate it actual damages altogether. Um, no, you don't. But you, but you, okay. you want to get rid of that one. Now, if you're going to change or to and, you're going to have to yes. amend your complaint. You, you yeah, can drop right. things, but if you're going to put additions in there or changes, you have to amend. You need leave of the court to do this, and it sounds like you're a long way down the road for doing that. Well, here's the thing. Okay, this is in this is in JP court now, the small claims court. Oh God, which Mickey is a totally different. Court. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, your legal fees. That's why it'll only threaten you for six thousand instead of like a hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think in, in small claims court. I mean, long as it's not within you know seven days or so, I think of the trial, you can you can amend your complaint. Well, check yeah. it out. Check it out and do it if you think you can, yeah. because you can correct that. You can change the whole landscape real quickly that way. Right. Well, the biggest thing that I see is it's a bunch of blowhard bullshit that they're throwing mm-hmm. at you, trying to scare you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I. Yeah. That's what yeah. I see as well. Um, but th- let's let's take a strategic step back. You could have the legal assistant going. I've got kids. I've got a mortgage. I've got a husband that's a drunk, and this guy's suing. Me, and this guy's suing me for actual damages. I mean, this could destroy my life, and I could be homeless. And you guys are a bunch of fuckheads that I work for, and you so screwed up and everything. So I may just go on his side if you don't do something about this. You, you well, never know. Yeah, you I wouldn't really count on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. telling you, secretary can put a lot of pressure on stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But I have no, I have no problem in dropping her 
from it, you know. Uh, well, I, I it's, it's, it I'm going to say the same thing I've said so many times. If you're not having communication, you can never reach a resolution. Right. 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 So communicate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I did that today, but now since, uh, you know, I'm glad I got on the call and asked the question. So I can go in and work on, go on and, you know, uh, mend the complaint, but before I actually do it and submit it, I can go in and, uh, you know, do a, do a stipulation that I'm going to dismiss yeah, well, if you have if you have some discussions with them, you just tell them this is what I'm going to do. You know, right? I'm right. I'm going to uh, uh, take Susie Q out, and right. I'm amending my complaint to uh, the wording in my complaint to state uh, statutory and actual damages, just so you uh, mm-hmm. you understand what that is. And right. oh, by the way, uh, it's a thousand dollars per lawsuit. Per defendant, and in this case, there are two defendants. So your your comment uh, about uh, a maximum of a thousand dollars is uh, incorrect. Right. And it, it, um, are, do you have limited discovery in the court that you're in? Well, here's what happened. They filed their discovery request. They had a thing. Night. Uh, let me see. I can tell you. And I've I've filed the same thing. That's for the same amount of discovery. Uh, you're not automatically allowed discovery in the JP courts here in Texas. You actually okay. have to motion the court to get permission to do it. Right, right. Right. So the right. reason I was asking you that is because if they were really up, you know, as concerned with actual damages as they might be, they would right. want to depose you to find out about the actual damages. And they could yeah. and they could do that, but probably not in the court that you're in. And just because they go and whine to the judge, you know, the judge would then turn to you and go, "Well, what are your actual damages?" And so you need to be able to um, articulate what Pick your actual, right. yeah, oh, yeah. actual yeah, damages are. Yeah, I would have no problem. I would have no problem doing that. What I did say, I'll mention this. What I did say uh, when we were before the court on the motion. And they said, well, you have no actual damages. I didn't answer that yay or nay. I said, well, there's actual, there's actual damage and there's statutory damages. He just, just told the judge, well, yeah, he's, he's right on that. So, like, so I can go through and amend this. And, uh, you know, I know about the, the actual damages for, you know, not being able to sleep and so forth and so on. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I know how to do all that. Now, as far as um, Jeff. Terry, do you have his me, email address? Know, yeah, she has it. Yeah, but Terry, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know which one it is. Okay, can you send her an email, and I'm going to send you a thing that um, you can look at, and okay. it will probably help you. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Is that is that uh, okay? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. Well, you know, I I can just forward his email to you, John. Oh, whatever you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I can send it. It'll be ewjohn47 at gmail dot com. Uh, but I'll well, just to you. send one to Terry, and it's easier. Then I don't make a mistake. Okay. This is important stuff okay. for you, man. I'll do that. But but regarding the uh, uh, the the defendant's motion for a pretrial discovery, they ask there's nine requests of uh, requests for production. There's four. 
request for interrogatories 19 and then request for disclosures um, and of course for some of it they they asked them done they went through they had the same question for, for one so it really was eight instead of nine and they messed up some other stuff as well but uh to answer your question that's what they requested nine nine admissions four productions 19 uh, interrogatories and requests for disclosures mm -hmm. well i mean you just have to answer them the best you can luckily in, in kangaroo court you can um put up objections pretty well. There's stuff like that on oh, the yeah. website yeah. on how to do yeah. it, where in federal court, the judge just cuts through it like butter. Um, yeah. So. Now, what he's done is he just turned around and did the same old to them. Uh, right. he, he has filed a motion with the court for discovery, which he's got to do before he sends it. And he, he pointed out earlier, and he's correct, you can't send discovery and then send a motion to say I want to I want to do what I've already done. You got to uh, file the motion yep. with the court. The court has to grant the motion. Then you send the discovery. So you know, make yep. sure you follow the rules where they don't. Yeah, I did. I, I followed. They didn't follow rules. I have followed the rules. Right. I followed mine correctly. And it's on the 21st of this month. The court is supposed to hear. My motion for discovery. So I, I, I've done it the, the, uh, the correct way. Good. And, and for his answering discovery and all that, I know how to go through and do that. I know how to objections. I, I know how to do all that. So, um, so it's not 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 my uh, not my first rodeo. And uh, so I'll be able to go through <laughs> and answer it. Matter of fact, on the twenty first, uh, it's when it's due. That's when I hear it. I'm gonna walk in court. I'm gonna give them their discovery. And as soon as the judge approves mine, I'm gonna turn around and hand them my discovery request. Uh, and actually, they're threatening about motion for, you know, summary judgment motion. I said, that's fine. You file your motion for summary judgment. I'll file, file mine. I think they also may not realize that now I know how to go through and put it all together, put affidavits in there and things like that. So I know how to do all that. And I don't know, maybe they think they're dealing with somebody else that, that don't well, know. you're just a stupid pro se that's being yeah, a yeah, yeah, neck yeah, to yeah, them. That's right. all. Exactly. Yeah. That's did what, that's did they, they sue you? No, no, they didn't sue me. They was tempted. They, they was tempted collect, tempted collect the debt. And um, of course, the guy I can't use it, but he admitted that one of the attorneys when we were in mediation, he admitted that this is the first time I think somebody ever sued them on the FDCPA. But they they got these <laughs> the both we have these steps in place to avoid. You debt. know more about FDCPA <laughs> than they do. I'll tell you that oh, right yeah. now. Oh, right. Yeah. They, when, don't, when, they don't know anything. When they use a bona fide error defense, they yeah. have to provide you all their inside materials on all their policies. And I will be requesting all of that. Yes. Their, in my discovery, their training videos and, every, yep. and everything. And when you bring yep. them up in a discovery hearing, and yep. I've been through this myself recently, it's, and they uh -huh. say, well, Your Honor, it's unfair. And, I, and the judge looks at me and says, What do you think? And I said, Well, they're pleading a bona fide error defense in their affirmative defenses. Therefore, I'm right. entitled to this material. And the judge looks at the other side and says, are you pleading a bona fide error defense? Well, well yes, we are, but it's still unfair. No, then you have to give them all the material. We're willing to waive our bona fide error defense then because we can't give up that material. And yeah, the judge good. says, you're going on strict liability then. Yes, sir, strict liability. Are you sure you're doing this? He says, yes, in open court. Um, and that, 
case law on that, bona fide defense, Miller versus Wolpoff and Abramson, 2003. Make sure it's 2003 because there's a whole bunch of Miller versus Wolpoff and Abramson. Yeah. But that one was specific, and it was uh, Judge Sotomayor before she became a, a Supreme Court justice. It was one of her rulings, and it's really good on the bona fide error. Right. But because he's a hot tuna, if he goes in court, he can argue this and get them to waive it because they won't want to give the stuff up. Right. And, yeah. and one yeah. of the, probably one don't of the even tools, have. you know, the, the, more, the, more, the more you pursue this and the more they see you, one of the, one of the tools you can use is, you know, you're, you guys will be better off with settling with me now because once, right. I, win it, once I win in open court, which I'm going to do, you're going to mm-hmm. get a lot more lawsuits from other people like me. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I promise. Right. Yep, absolutely. You're, you're, you know, you're just going to you're going to be out there on the Internet as easy as an easy retaliatory target for being a dirtbag debt collector. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm only trying to do my part here. But if you're stupid enough to pursue it all the way, when you lose, you guys are just going to have to change the name of your firm or break up or something. Uh, (laughs) Well, the bottom line is, you know, you guys didn't follow the law. I'm just making you accountable. That's all. Right. I'm not being mean spirited and I'm not asking for anything I'm not entitled to. But you broke the law. I happen to know what the law is. And uh, how to go about enforcing my rights, which is what I'm doing. So, you know, are we going to settle or uh, do you want to do it the hard way? Right. And 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 the the thing to do um, now I don't know. Do you have to have a joint stipulated uh, uh, thing in in your in the small court there, or can he just dismiss the party that he wants to? I imagine he could probably just do that. I just, don't just, think yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I could just dismiss the party, so I don't yeah. have to. But yeah. well, then then just do it and and do it if you're sure. Then just do mm-hmm. it and do it without prejudice. If not, oh, yeah, if yeah. you have to, if you have to communicate with them, if it was me, I'd send them an email and say, based on our recent discussions at the mediation and also on the phone, attach please find my proposed uh, joint stipulated um, motion to you know drop such and such party. Uh, please, please, please send me a confirmation that you agree with this so I can file it with the court as soon as possible. And and. You know, if they don't think about it, they'll just go, okay, because you're dropping a party and not think about the, con- you know, without you right. flagging, the, you know, the difference between with and without prejudice. Right. Yeah, and I think it'd probably be a good idea to have a conversation with them. I don't know if it was uh, you, 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 Dave, or uh, John, um, when I changed that from or to and, and then go into some details a little bit with them, as to you know, listen, hey, this has happened. This is this, this and this and that have happened, and so I'm gonna be going after both. Yeah. Well, what but you guys what, can make a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here again, as I said before, and I'll reiterate it one more time: if you're not having discussions, how are right. you going to come to a settlement and a resolution? Right. Right. There you go. Yes. Communicate. 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 Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, I think I have all that information down. I just wanted to verify, and you guys, have, once again, I ran this by uh, a couple other people as well. They said the same thing, Dave, that you said. Number one, it's just, 
this bunch of BS to try to intimidate you, things like that, which is that's the way I was looking at it. Yeah. Everybody has said the same thing, so it leads me to believe uh, in the counsel of many that I'm on the right path, and that's the road that I will go down. So I appreciate you guys. Have a good night. And, okay. and I'll give you one last thing. Don't forget to send the email. What I'm yeah. going to send you is a couple, couple of things, but one of them is an affidavit of damages. And um, when you read over it, you can adjust it and delete every, anything you don't need in there. But I mean, if you were, if you were to respond to discovery with this or file it into the court, see, because when you file it into the court, then you're creating a record for other people to follow in suing these people. Right, exactly. And they, they, need, they need to suddenly realize that the more they fight you, the more they're creating a roadmap for someone else. Right, right. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So, You're right. I'm going to send, the, I'm going to send this email uh, here in just a few moments to Terry, uh, John, with my email address. Coolness. Okay. Okay. Very Bye. good. Thanks. Right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. All right. We're going to go to Kansas. You are unmuted. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Hello from Kansas. How are you? Very well, thank you. I hope you're all well. Good. Um, still alive and kicking. They haven't killed me off yet. All right. Great. Me too. I did go to my hearing on Friday, and mm-hmm. uh, I did my oral 10 motion to dismiss. And, all right. Uh, <laughs> but it was not granted. I'm not surprised well, you tried. Yeah. yeah, but I was real, you know, I was real proud of myself. It was the first time I ever have appeared in court. And mm-hmm. uh, the judge looked immediately at the lawyer. I think he, you know, I didn't dare look to the left, you know. I was totally focused on the judge, but um, I think the young man was very shocked that I did that, at least <laughs> made, made the attempt. <laughs> And the lawyer for my other case was in the back of the room. Uh-huh. So I'm, he wanted to observe, you know, I guess, my behavior or what was going to happen. He was probably there for something else. but. Oh, you think? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, um, let's see. He, I wanted to run this by you because the judge said um, he said that he was going to give the other party, the plaintiff, 30 days to produce all of the statements of the account. And then I was supposed to spend 30 days going through all the statements and saying which ones were my charges and which ones weren't. Oh, he also told me that in Kansas, you don't have to attach a contract to the complaint. He said that the use of the card constitutes a contract. Well, where's the proof that you used the card? Where's the proof that you had the card? Where's the Uh proof that you used the card? And did you admit in court that you had an account? No. I was waiting. You deny the account. So so, Mm -hmm. so 30 30 days goes by. They've got to give you the, the statements from the first, from the opening balance of zero to present, with all the calculations and everything, and then also, you know, they haven't provided you the contract, but they can't claim attorney's fees without contract. They can't claim late fees without a contract because there is no contract. 
Right. You know, they can't show you where you agreed to that. Therefore, they can't prove it. But when 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 you get all that and the 30 days goes by, all you have to do is deny, you know, put in a sworn denial of the account. Yeah, see, the judge says, well, you you tell me which which things are yours and, and which things aren't. Mm-hmm. Now stop and think what the trap is in that. If you say you some of them are yours, you're admitting to the account, are you not? Correct. Bingo. I, under, I do understand that. But okay. I was kind of like, okay, you know, I was a little puzzled, you know, and so I, I decided to say nothing. He didn't ask me that direct question. I was going to to deny it if he asked me the direct question. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Okay. And then I thought, okay, I've got 30 days because I know these people can't can't come up with, you know, anything back to zero. Well, you don't so, think they can? No, I do not think they can. Okay. So, yeah. anyway. Gotta be careful uh, how you say things. Well, I, uh, oh, to you that's, and me? That's an, that's an assumption. You got the assumptions will get you into trouble. Oh, well, I guess I, uh, the reason I, I said that, Dave, was because, um, you know, I have done the debt validation cycle, and um, I guess since they haven't come up with this, you know, so far. Well, well, but that doesn't mean they can't in the future. Oh, See, okay. That that doesn't cost them anything. Uh, if if it's uh, uh, creating a problem in court, then sometimes they'll dig deeper where they wouldn't otherwise. I'm I'm oh. just saying that's a possibility. I'm my big point here is be careful how you make statements. You mm-hmm. know because you you made the statement. Well, they can't come up with something. Well, you don't know that to be absolutely true. So mm-hmm. you're making an assumption that they can't. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful making assumptions. I see. That's my that's that's my point, not just to you, but for everybody. I I like to bring these things out so that people think about these types of things because they're important. Things that we say or we write can make or break us. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I was okay. so. Um, I, I guess I guess when I articulate that, I. I was trying to be there at the moment, you know, and to tell you my my mind at the moment was I, I'm I'm new at this and I'm not sure what he's saying. He's not asking me directly, but if he's giving me thirty days, okay, you know. Um, in retrospect, you know, I have to think about it more thoroughly, you know, and get yeah. used to all this. It just I, I was so shocked when he said that a contract did not have to be attached. That I was according to the statute that I remember because I've read it too. They either have to attach a copy of the contract or have the specific wording in the uh, uh, petition. Mm -hmm. And and what you got to do is when they say mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, say, "Your Honor, can you tell me exactly where it says that?" Because I read the statute and it says you you have to either uh, provide. Uh, you know, statutes, you know, uh, Section 61 or whatever it is, so-and-so, uh, states that they have to provide the, the uh, copy of the contract or they have mm-hmm. to state the language from the contract in the petition. Mm-hmm. Am I correct or am I correct? I should have done that. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 but, I mean, you mm-hmm. read it. And I, I, I am correct on what I'm saying there regarding Kansas law. Yes. 
Yes, you are. Yep. And I had a summary judgment in, and I think I was a little, because I'm new, um, they they said they called it a motion to dismiss. Mm-hmm. And I I guess I was just sort of there, like a, not, not a deer in the headlights, but I paused because I was not sure why they, they were, were calling treating, it. You know? They were treating it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I had it quoted right in there. I mean, I actually quoted that the contract has to be attached. No, 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 no. I'm mm-hmm. talking about how they were viewing the motion. Oh. Mm-hmm. You you put it in as summary judgment, but they were treating it as a motion to dismiss, correct? Isn't that what you said? Yes, that is. Yeah, that okay, is. that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, I, well, I, you put the stuff in there, but here again now, you know, when when the judge, you know, when you get in a situation like that, if the judge says, uh, you know, you got to show up again, the judge says, well, you know, they don't have to have a contract if you use a card. Well, um, Your Honor, where's the evidence that I had had a card or used a card? Not the card, a card. Uh, 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 and, and Your Honor, the statute says. When they file a petition, they either have to attach a copy of the alleged contract or they have to state the wording of the contract in the petition. They fail to do either one. Mm-hmm. And they provide no evidence that I had or used a card. They seem to think that those statements are evidence in this court. I well, found that, that, that very odd. Well, oh no, 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 no. No, they're going to they're going to believe that until you poke a hole in it. Mhm. They're going to present it and the courts are used to, oh well, yeah, there's statements here, but it has to be true and correct. Well, wait a minute. Maybe it isn't. Just right. because they've got a statement uh doesn't mean anything. They 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 can produce something um well, have you ever seen these? Um, I don't recall seeing those, no. They're hearsay. They're hearsay because they're unauthenticated, and there's no one that can swear to, to them to say that they are authentic and correct. And if there was someone that was willing to do that, I haven't had the opportunity to depose them yet. You see, you see how you mm-hmm. take this down the road, mm-hmm. and and that par- and that party because during the deposition, I would want to know if if they worked at that firm at the time that the alleged account was incepted, and if they continued to work there continuously through today, because if not. And then I'd also want to know how they know about the general record-keeping practices at the firm and if this person was actually a custodian of record. And if they were a custodian of record, I'd want to know how many different accounts they are the custodian of record of to calculate their workload to see if there could be an inaccuracy. And you just Did you hear John's strategy up. coming out, everybody? Oh, yeah. This is about strategy, guys. Mm-hmm. This is about the angles. 
Right. Your Honor, my 12-year-old could create those type of records in Microsoft with they your name pull those off and, the your, internet and your and information those. that they could have pulled off the internet and created them, and we could have an attorney standing here with you in my place. It is that simple. They're, mm. they're, from your point of view, they should be hearsay because they are hearsay. There's no one there to authenticate the records. Regardless, they aren't even original records. They are copies of alleged records. Right. Who made the copies? Yes, Who but made the ma'am, I, the thing I want to know is, did you have this card and did you use this card? Your Honor, I've, I've entered a sworn denial in, in this in this case, what part of the sworn denial don't you understand? Mm-hmm. Because I'm here, you know, to testify orally, denying this account. It's the end of the story, right? You know, and, and if and you can ask him, do you want me to? I'm making an unequivocal statement. This is not my account. If you don't understand that, do you want me to jump up and down and dance on my head <laughs> to make a spectacle of myself? You, you mm-hmm. have to. Not yeah, you have to remember one thing, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that sued you. The burden of proof is on them. Yeah, it doesn't mean that, that you have to pop up and admit this and admit that. And, oh, well, these are the statements. Well, yeah, those are – I don't recall ever seeing those st- any statements like that. I've gotten statements from companies, but, no, I don't, I don't re- recall seeing those. You mean so you, you're wrong. saying you never got these you never got these statements? No, I'm saying I don't ever recall ever getting uh, these, these statements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You wouldn't have gotten those statements. If anything, you may have gotten other copies of something that's similar. May have, notice I say. But but the thing is, when you start getting into ambiguities, then it can be an equivocal statement from the judge's point of view if he's an asshole. And you want to make the unequivocal statement that, Your Honor, I've entered a, a sworn denial in this matter. I'm denying this. I'm, I've denied this account. The, the plaintiff in this case has made an accusation against me, and the burden of proof is on the plaintiff. I've put my statement in. They've failed to provide any evidence. You want to say that, they, that a, a contract isn't required? Well, if there's no agreement, you know, show me, show me where I use, show me where I supposedly use this alleged debt. That means bring in someone to testify that I used it in a in an actual transaction. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> See, they're not used to this. No, they're not. And I was shocked. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I just felt like Well, it's it's judging. it's shocking in the court because they run roughshod over everybody and just screw everybody. Nobody yeah. comes right. in and fights it. But the judge, the judge is going to look at you and go, well, gee, we're not going to let you off so easy just because you made an oral motion to dismiss in court. But the mm-hmm. other side's going to be going, 
holy crap, what is this woman doing? Because, you know, people just don't act like that. Most people, most people don't show up. 90, 97% of people don't show up and they yep. get a default judgment. And there mm-hmm. you are putting, putting, up a, putting up a little bit of a fight. Now, where the judge starts to side with the other side is when you get into litigation and heavy motions practice because that takes up a lot of their time especially if you call the things for hearing and the other side is going to look at it like why are we wasting um time billable time why are we wasting time where you know the amount of time it's going to take us to go to a hearing to defend a motion we could have already gotten like 15 default judgments Mm-hmm, you see, mm-hmm. They don't like that. But the main thing right. you want to do, remember the other component is sue them. Yep. When you sue them in federal court, not only not only are you wasting their time in state court because they didn't get a default judgment, but they have to hire a $400 an hour attorney to defend them. Mm-hmm. Federal court is serious and it can well, affect I- how much how much insurance they have to pay and a lot of stuff. Well, when he started talking about the, the 30 days to, you know, for them to give me something to look over, you know, I'm, I was really thinking, well, that would give me time to get the federal lawsuit going. Uh-huh. I know, there but we've already been... We've already been talking for a couple of weeks. I'm counting on you that you've studied up some already and you're ready to get this put together because Dave can put one together in about two hours. Well, I've got a draft already set up, but I, I really need to review that, how to strategize your federal complaint, make sure I haven't missed anything. Right. And, well, don't know. Uh, go, out and read, go out and read complaints. Go on PACER. Right. Bring up complaints. Read them. You can go and on. It doesn't Google. have to be complicated. It just has to be real simple, because mm-hmm. you know they'll put in a motion to dismiss, and then you can automatically amend within 21 days of them filing the motion to dismiss. So, but 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 the fact that you get that complaint in federal court is just mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna screw them up so bad because if you can do it now before they respond for the discovery stuff, mm-hmm, they're just, mm-hmm. you know, there's a big chance that they're just going to throw their hands up in the air because mm. they won't be able to come up with all those. They won't be able to come up with all those statements. If they mm. do, it'll be a miracle. It will cost them money to get them. Terry's done a whole bunch of stuff on this that to, to, to get the discovery in a defaulted case. Who's, who's the plaintiff? Uh, the plaintiff is a credit union. Yeah. There's a better oh, chance right. they're going to be able to get stuff from a credit union. Yeah, they're going to get the stuff from the credit union. But if you file a federal lawsuit in the meantime, they're going to want to dump the credit union unless unless they do a lot of business for the credit union. I don't know if you've researched it yet to see how many cases this law firm files for that plaintiff or not. I I haven't found any at all. Well, then they don't mind losing a client. But if it was mm-hmm. like their number one client, they mm-hmm. they would fight you. But if it's not, they're just going to go. Oh, this is. They're going to go. Oh, this is why no one wants to deal with credit unions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you know, I I uh, really appreciate everything you said so far, and I will listen. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to listen over and over again on the tape to catch everything. Um, but I want to also mention that. I asked for seven days more time to answer their discovery. 
um, he, the, the lawyer was talking to me when the judge was trying to talk and saying, ma'am, you know, I don't like being called ma'am, first of all. Ma'am. Well, that's, that's uh, a sign of courtesy. Well, you know, he's telling me, well, you know, why don't I step outside and then he'll have a word with me. Well, I, the judge finally said to him, well, write down the, the date, you know, for her. You know, so the judge was kind of like, you know, appreciating, I think, the fact that I was still focused on him and I wasn't distracted mm-hmm. by this guy. So I go out, I wait for a while. I come back in and say, I'm waiting, you know. So he comes out. I say to him that my best friend died in October and, you know, I'm going to ask for seven more days for discovery. And he said, he would if I I would give him seven days, more days to answer the motion to dismiss, which, by the way, is being handled out of St. Louis. And he would do it. I would. And I'm thinking, why? You know, they need help in St. Louis. And why are they farming it out? Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then I thought, you know, I was really sad. I I don't know. I'm so naive, I guess. But I was very sad that he he. Instead of saying, yes, I'll give you seven more days because you need it because your friend died. But he, he bargained it right away that, you know, I've got to give him seven days and I have to write him an email and then he will agree. So I guess I need a little help on how to write that email. Cause I'm so like you that. don't need any help writing email. Just put in it what, what it is, you know, you... Uh, I, I've asked exactly for seven days additional, and I have agreed mm-hmm. to give you seven days additional to answer such and such and, and so and so. This is just so, a confirmation of our uh, verbal discussion on such okay. and such a date. Thank you. Oh, and then once I do that, he writes me back, agreed, and then I go down to the court to file an unopposed motion for enlargement of time. <clears throat> No, you don't have to go down and, and file any motion for enlargement of time on the discovery if you, because discovery is outside the court. Oh, right. Not oh, in okay. all courts. In in, well, in, Flor- in Florida, it's it you have to file your discovery, and so if you're going to do an ex- if you're going to do an extension, you got to put an extension before the court yeah. so that they can't come and screw you. So check your local rules. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas, you don't have to. I do know that because I've dealt okay. with uh, Leon with stuff up there. Hmm. That's why I'm familiar. That's how I know what the Kansas statute on on that stuff says. So, <laughs> I mean, well, yay! I'm glad you know Leon. And uh, I wish I wish I could kind of meet you guys, but uh, Wichita is too far, um, probably in the middle. Well, of yeah, he's a, he's in Wichita. I'm in Dallas, so you know. Right, you'd be driving north into the cold. Oh, but I guess great. I guess I was wondering for this. Um, you know, email, should I just leave out the part that I asked because I had a death and just talk and just... And yeah, talk. just, uh, you know, per our discussion uh, at, at the courthouse, at court on such and such a date, uh, I requested a, a seven-day uh, extension of time to answer your discovery and uh, agreed to grant you seven days uh, additional time to answer the uh motion to dismiss or, you know, whatever, stuff like that, mm-hmm. just, just, uh, just to confirm that conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. D- Dave's absolutely right, but I'm just thinking of something. If they're yeah. farming, if it's the credit union and they're farming the workout to someplace else, where's the headquarters of your credit union? 
Uh, here, here, close to me. Not in yeah. St. Louis? No, no, no. No, it's headquartered out here. Um, but you know, the legal like department... The next town. Do you, you, yeah, I'm just telling you, the sooner you can get that federal complaint filed, the more leverage you're going to yeah, have. Yeah, I, and I absolutely agree with John because you saw the reaction of, of the attorney. He was taken aback that you're even doing what you're doing in the state court. You want to mm-hmm. knock him right on his keister, hit him mm-hmm. with a federal lawsuit. And they're going to go, holy crap, this woman's a terror. <laughs> and the, attor- the attorney that showed up mm-hmm. in court, um, he, he, said that you had a, he said you had a debt or whatever, right, in court, correct? Let me think exactly what he said. Well, obviously he did if he was there representing the plaintiff. He alleged a debt. Mm. So you're going to sue him, too, in federal court. Do you have oh, his I name? Sure yes, I sure am. He gave me his card and everything for his email. <laughs> but I've already got him drafted oh in to my Good. federal case because of the correspondence that he yeah. and I had. <laughs> He's in. He's in. He's in the court case already. He's like Prego. He's in there. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh yeah. my lord! It's fun when I think I can win. You see. Yeah. But, did you uh, bring? Oh, a, I, did you bring a court reporter? I was not able to get one. You better find one for your next hearing and find them ahead of time. Start early. I'm telling well, you. I'm well, telling the next- you. The, well, you would you would have been more likely to get the thing dismissed, and the judge wouldn't have been asking you questions like that if you would have mm-hmm. had a court reporter. Well, when I called back court reporter, um, next time they wanted a four hundred dollar deposit, and you know, frankly, there I heard a lot of fear, you know, and I was very stunned. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, you I, have, wait a minute. You you want a four hundred dollar deposit? For a, a five minute or less hearing? Yes, that's what they uh, where, want. One where company did... wanted $250 deposit, and the other one wanted $400 deposit. Did they so understand I... this was just a quick hearing, not yes. a trial? Yes. Yes, because they, number one, they said, uh, even, you know, I, I absolutely said five minutes, maybe 10. That's what I said. And so then they, they're like, well, i got to ask my boss. Come back, and they say, well, you know, you're a pro se. And so I, I feel and? that it's hostile for them to give me these high rates. They, they want to base it on a full day. They're also saying that their main business is depositions. Well, so then you need to be not, talking not to other people. Yeah, oh, okay. because you, you need to yeah. be able to, you need to be talking to a firm that specializes coming down the court. There are usually a bunch of different firms that just hang around at the courthouse. And if you have a, um, well, this you is have Kansas, a, John. You got to remember, this is Kansas, not. I know, not but there's Florida. a lot of people getting sued everywhere. If yeah. if you have a self service center in the courthouse, you might ask them if they could recommend a, a court reporter, a couple of court reporter firms for you because they'll know who's there in the courthouse and um, it'll just make your life a lot easier. And, you know, even if it's a five minute hearing, you know, Mm -hmm. they have to come and they might have to hang out for 45 minutes or an hour before you get up there for your five minutes of fame. So, 
I've I've consistently paid you know eighty to a hundred dollars for something like that. Oh, okay. And okay. it's well, well, where, good. Where are you in Kansas? I am in eastern Kansas, near Kansas City. I'm in Johnson County. What's the name of the town? My town or the court? Where where, town? where the court is? Olathe. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, one thing I noticed, too, um, is there's only one podium, and they have a microphone. And I was assured up and down that there would be a tape that I could request a transcript from. Right. Well, um, when I when I walked up there, um, the microphone was in one place. And when I left, I noticed that it had been pushed severely to the left. And I thought, you know, I didn't yeah. get on that tape at all, you know. So. Okay. I Googled but, court reporter in Olathe, Kansas, and there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I have that list as well, and I've called on that list. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's in a larger – that's that's into the metro area. It's one of the burbs of the greater Kansas City area. In fact, I'm well, going to be I'm going to be uh, over through that way because Friday I'm leaving here and I am going to go up to cooler temperatures. I'm going up to Eastern Iowa for my daughter's 30th birthday next Sunday. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to drive up. So. Well, um, <laughs> so you're coming through. So you know I won't yeah. be able to meet you, but. Well, uh, I'm not coming up I-35. I uh, what I do mm-hmm. is uh, go up to uh, Big Cabin, Oklahoma. I take mm-hmm. 75 and 69 up to Big Cabin, and 44 I-44 over to 71 goes into Kansas City, and then uh, through yep. Kansas City and up 35 through Des Moines. Oh, yeah. Iowa. You bet. You'll be going right by me. And I have another case, and I was thinking, you know, not to mix them up and talk about two on one phone call, but I was going to call to, um, tomorrow night, and I'll talk about my other Bank of America case. Okay. How about that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Well, thanks so much, everyone. I really appreciate okay. it. All right. Congratulations. Well, sounds like you had a good time there. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I kind of had a good time. I did. And later, this um, this lawyer, he seemed to be asking me, you know, like, I don't know. He, he was so strange in the way he communicated with me. But I remember what I said to him. My answer was, I think it's good for me to go and talk to the judge. And boy, he was so disappointed. It's like he was huffing huffing a little bit, you know, that he wasn't really getting anywhere with me (laughs) with this little talk. They they like to intimidate and mold you into exactly what they want, the client-defendant. And when it doesn't happen, they're taken aback, especially where you are. Well, he asked me. He, he wanted to ask. He said he was going to ask me a question. And when he right before he started to begin, I said, oh, okay. And then after that, I would like to ask you a question. <laughs> he was like really taken aback by that. So he asked me this. He just goes on and on and on. And it was a mishmash of several questions. And so when he was done, um, I said, well, I said, that's a big question with a lot of moving parts. 
There you go. <laughs> he was just floored. I mean, I, he really yeah. didn't get any answer from me because there was no real question, you know. Uh-huh. And I wasn't. It was so interesting. He's so trying finally, to bamboozle you with BS. <laughs> well, it was. It was actually kind of a good experience. The overall thing was very, very good experience. Oh, and I, it was so interesting because the the judicial assistant. Um, when I made my oral ten motion to dismiss, she flashed the biggest smile at me. <laughs> and winked. There you go. <laughs> so I must have spoken well, you know, and it was it was just so amazing that that she would do that. She well, and, no, it's a recognition that you're you're doing good. Yep. When you get that from them, that is a that's an acknowledgement of you coming in and doing a pretty good job. Didn't we tell you that they'd perk up when they had a live one in there and it wasn't the humdrum rubber stamp? They'll like you. They'll keep it going for the entertainment purpose, you know, just to frustrate the attorney. Well, I would have to say that, you know, suddenly the judge looked to, you know, my left. I think this, this lawyer just, you know, just showed a whole body movement of shock. And um, it was kind of fun is what I'm saying. It was kind of like a ripple effect through the room. And I, you know, maybe I should have spoken up more to the judge about the contract thing. But I wanted to know how he thinks, you know. Well, yeah. Now, if you happen to get back in there and and you've got this uh issue, you know, Uh uh, Your Honor, you had mentioned when uh, we were here before that mm-hmm. uh, they're not required to uh, provide a, a contract or the language from it, but that's not what the statute says. Can mm-hmm. you show me in? Can you uh, please show me in the law where it it says otherwise that that, that that's not the case? Because mm-hmm. the statute that uh, you know sixty one dash whatever uh, mm-hmm. seems very clear to me. And and here's a hint. Bring three copies of it with you, print it out, and hedge it. Because, well, it's there. You know, I don't have a copy here in front of you. Your Honor, may I approach? I have a copy. And you, when, you, when you give the – he'll send the bailiff to get it from you. But when mm-hmm. you give the bench a copy, you want to give the opposing counsel a copy right. out of courtesy. Okay. And, and, and then the bench's copy, the exact language highlighted. And then, and then you ask the question again, Your Honor, where does it say that in here? Okay. And I mean, in front of the whole court, make uh-huh. sure you have a court reporter to keep right. him in line. We you shouldn't have even be here because they have not met the requirements to right. bring a petition before this court. Right. Well, can I do and it on my other then, case? Because I had next. Yes, My you can. It applies to everything. Yes, okay. you can. But if you put the guy on the spot, like we're talking mm-hmm. about, and mm-hmm. he can't show you, then you can renew your oral motion for dismissal. Okay. I mean, you can, I'm, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm happy. I'm happy hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. It's so great. And no, keep not, going. Just because I'm laughing. And me, I'm with you. I'm with you when you're saying that stuff, you know. And, and the judge is going to know you're paying attention. And if you have a court reporter the second time around, his mm-hmm. order can be appealable, and you'll have a record of it. Right. Right. 
<laughs> that's the whole game is setting things up for the appeal. That's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. He'll well, get rid of I, the case. And the I, other I, side will be glad to see it go away. <laughs> well, to, to be honest with you, I really, you know, I thought about, oh, thank you for um, on the last call that you kept going because my phone battery died. So Yeah, we having, lost you. We knew that, but we figured you'd go back and pick it up on the uh, recording. And, and yeah, because that's when John said oral motion to, to, to dismiss. You know, so mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, that I wanted to thank all of you that you kept going with that momentum because that's when I caught that. So it was okay. great. It was great. Main thing and is you got you. it and you were able to use it and make the impression in the court. Yes, and and I I guess the last thing I want to say is that I feel felt like the judge liked me. It's a weird thing to say, but I didn't want to, like, my first time out, antagonize him in any way. I wasn't fully experienced enough maybe to say all the right things there, but I didn't argue. I kept quiet. I stayed focused, looked him in the eye. I, I think he liked that because that same attorney who stood up there against me had been hushed by the judge before the proceedings began. Because he he says I'm talking, you know, to the guy, you yeah. know, and 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 the, on the other hand, I was better behaved, you know. So yeah, uh, well, some of the lawyers they get to, uh, you know, they get uh, diarrhea of the mouth. They don't know when to shut up, and well, uh, you know, sometimes they've got to be told. Sometimes by us, sometimes by the court. You know, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. that if the shoe fits, wear it. Right. So well, you, you know, know don't. Put me, mm-hmm. I was okay. just going to say, don't don't be intimidated by the judge. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, they put their pants on the same way as any other guy does. You know, right. doesn't matter if they wear a black dress; they still put their right. pants right. on the same way. You know. Well, I, I it felt like there's a little bit of a you know he knows what to expect next time that I will be able to articulate, and you know mm-hmm. if I step up and show him something, I feel I feel that it is I by practice feel that it is my right to talk directly to the judge. So well, I would say to anybody, you know, go. It it takes the fear out. You you know, you can you can make headway. You can keep fighting well, that way. Right. And and you got everybody's gotta just keep in mind that when you do that mm-hmm. you are not being the typical pro se. Mm-hmm. The typical pro se comes in there and takes whatever they give and doesn't stand up for themselves. They come in there meek and, you know, tail between their legs and all that kind of stuff instead of, wait a minute, I've got rights. I'm here to defend them. Yeah. So, you know, don't be arrogant, but be no. businesslike, be cordial, and and be as well-spoken as you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that's all you can do. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is it is a different experience. It can be intimidating when you, uh, when you go in there, absolutely. But, uh, you know, once you've been through it, it's like, wow, you know, he didn't pull out a hatchet and chop my head off. <laughs> I <laughs> lived right. for another day, you know. He's a, ooh, it he isn't was a real as person. bad as a lot of people think it could be. Right. But I will say they put me last. I sat very close, kind of closer to the front to be ready. Well, they they put me very last. People were getting their heads lopped off, you know. The, whole the time. reason that that's that's very common. Okay. 
when it appears there is a pro se coming in to represent themselves, they never know what to expect, and they don't want that example in front of other people. That's why you. That's why you go last. It happens all the time. I I went into a courtroom with a couple, uh, one of our members and his wife, uh, a few years ago. You know, it was early on after we got started with this stuff. I went into the courtroom. There was about thirty-five people in that courtroom, and he got called up. Uh, about the third one in, the room was full of people, and he started saying, uh, uh, talking, and the judge says, uh, well, Mr. Garcia, um, you, you uh, have some very, very well-prepared paperwork here. Um, we have a lot of uh, cases here that we need to get disposed of. Uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, please go out uh, and, and just wait in the hall until we can get some of this stuff uh, disposed of, and, and you'll be called. Okay, we went out in the hall. When mm-hmm. we were called back, he was called back, and I went in with him. That courtroom was empty. Oh. And w- nobody ever came out the doors. They were all let outside doors. Oh, oh yeah. I see. And then the judge just slammed him. And they presented the case and didn't didn't want to listen to it. Says, well, you know, you you have some very well written pleadings here and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and everything else, but wouldn't pay any attention to anything at all. Hmm. Ruled against him. It was ba- very, very obviously corrupt. But it was that situation where there was tons of people. The whole courtroom was full of people. Mm-hmm. And, and well, you know, as soon as he, the judge saw that he had a, somebody that was had some smarts and, and you know, wasn't an idiot that was uh, putting up a, a, a fight in the case, he says, well, you know, we've got some other things we need to attend to here first. And, you know, we go out in the hallway and we're sitting out there talking, waiting. I'm not seeing anybody coming out through the doors and stuff. And all of a sudden the bailiff comes out and says, well, you know, come on in. Go in there and the place is empty. I was the only person in there besides them and the lawyer and the uh, the court people. Uh-huh. And I sat right behind them. And, of course, the judge was looking at me and he couldn't tell me to leave. <laughs> so I got to sit there and watch it all. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was as corrupt as... Uh, uh, Bob Carroll was the judge's name. Well, well, I'm wondering if this is a corrupt person or whether the attorneys do have him bamboozled. So I might well, give him the benefit of don't the doubt. Judge, yeah, don't judge him as being corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, just go in and take care of business. But remember, mm-hmm. he made the comment to you. You know, you mm-hmm. read the statute. And I, I just so happens because I dealt with Leon, I'm familiar with that specific stuff in there. You have they have to attach a, a, a copy of the contract, or the exact language of the contract has to be written mm-hmm. into the petition. Okay, mm-hmm. you presented that, and he says, "Well, no, they don't have to do that." Well, yes, they do because that's a requirement to even bring a petition before the court. Because there can't be any evidence of use of, of a card or anything like that uh, until after a court case is going. That mm-hmm. is the minimum requirement to even put the petition before the court to start any action. So the judge was incorrect. He was incorrect, and I was puzzled, and I've been thinking about it over the weekend, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, for I know civil procedure is very important. But it appears to me that all of these people that I've seen down in the courthouse seem to place the civil procedure above the law. 
They need the to be more aware of what the law is. No wonder they don't want to be called lawyers because they really don't want to have anything to do with it. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's that that's just it. But you know, in in the case there, like like I explained to you, you know, the you know the judge says, well, you know, if you if there's evidence, you use the account. Well, you can't present the evidence until you've got a, a case going. You can't get the case going unless you have the language of the contract or a copy of the contract. Mm-hmm. You can't put the cart before the horse. Right. The horse right. has to come first. Okay. You know, if they comply with all that, then they can get their lawsuit going. But you've got to be able to bring that up, you know, to the judge. You know, Your Honor, um, when I was here before with my motion to dismiss, uh, mm-hmm. you had said, uh, you had told me that, uh, that all they have to do is uh, have evidence that uh, uh, somebody used a card or a counter or whatever. You know, well, Your Honor, uh, that would come after a, a case is filed. The statute lays out the requirements to file the petition with the court before anything can happen. They did not meet the conditions. Therefore, they cannot, uh, according to the law, uh, which I have a copy here, Your Honor, um, and I did highlight the uh, the pertinent statements here. You stated uh, something else. Could you show me in this where it says that in this law that contradicts this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> Oops, I've been doing it this way so long. Uh, yeah, up, well, see, it's, it's, but it, that gets into the procedure. What, yes. you know, does, what comes first, the horse or the cart? Right. Okay. Right. You know, I've never seen a, 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 a team set up where the horses push the cart. They always pull it. <laughs> okay. And right. it, it's, it's beyond that because if it fails to meet the minimum pleading requirement, the mm-hmm. court lacks jurisdiction. Diction. Exactly. And with with jurisdiction, even his previous ruling is um, null. A nullity. It's void. Void ab initio. Abinitio. Void from the void from before it ever existed. You know, mm-hmm. the, and, and that's a reason to dismiss. Lack of jurisdiction is a reason to dismiss, mm-hmm. and it would be specifically appealable if the judge didn't dismiss it. Therefore, you have to have a court reporter. If you call him out on the on the law and lack of jurisdiction, mm-hmm. and you have a court reporter, and he doesn't go for that, he's a fool. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we're okay. almost to the end of the call, and we got another caller that uh, with a hand up, so go. I'm going to go to that one, and we'll wrap it up. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good evening, everyone. Good jo- Bye. Good job. Good job. Thank Keep you. up the good work. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. All right. We're going to go to Debt Be Gone. You are unmuted. Go ahead. Hello. This is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi. <laughs> okay, I was supposed to call you guys last Monday to give you all good news. <laughs> but the attorney who was handling my case, he backed out three days before the hearing. And the attorney who handled my FDCPA case from Barron and Newberger, he took his place. So they postponed it for one week till the Friday that just went. And, okay. Uh, and we went there, and the judge, uh, uh, like the previous caller said, the room was full at 9 o'clock, 
And I was the second last person to be called. That was at 11.32 and a half hours later. Oh, my and, God. Yes. And uh, when the, my, my attorney came in, he went to the bailiff, and he had like a real heated conversation, very excited, excited conversation with the bailiff. And then, like, I was watching him, and I'm like, why is he talking to the bailiff? Like, so much, you know. And then he shook his hand, and he slipped in a business card in there. And the bailiff got a little bit surprised because he thought he was shaking his hand. And then he looked at the card and, like, quizzically looked up at him, like, what are you doing, you know? And he said something to him, and the guy just put it down, like, and continued whatever. And then... Uh, I'm, think, no, wait a minute. You lost me. You're you're talking so fast here on stuff. Oh, I'm, I, I lost... Got lost here. Sorry, no, no. I said when when I went in, went there, the opposing attorney he went to the bailiff, okay. bailiff, right? The policeman that's in the court. Yeah. And he started talking to him like a long, you know, right. Excited you said a long conversation that almost seemed heated. Yeah. Yes, and then he shook his hand, and he slipped him a a business card, and the okay. bailiff was like taken aback because he didn't expect so he he turned it and he looked at it like quizzically what are you like why are you giving it to him and he said something to him and so he quickly like turned it away like you know to hide it kind of but I had already seen him transfer but it didn't strike me at that time but anyway then when I went before the judge uh, the judge asked me tell me why you're here you know so I said well we have false two false fraudulent affidavits that have not been notarized and they have two different signatures so there's really no evidence for a motion for summary judgment that was granted against me. So, uh, you know, he asked me a whole bunch of questions, and then he said, uh, uh, he asked him, what about the, what is she saying about the signature? So the the attorney says, no, it's it's the same person. She's just making false claims. She's gone to federal court as well, and you know, she's making these false claims. So uh, it's the it's the it's the same person's signature. So the judge, like you know accepted or unaccepted, I don't know. Then uh, he asked me, he said, I said, you know, this is not my account. This account does not appear in my credit report at all. And the only reason it's coming to my uh, credit report now is because of the judgment that you that this court gave. So he says, but there are statements over here. I said, yeah, but the statements have not a single transaction, only interest. And if there's interest in there, they have to have a contract. He says, no, they don't have to have a contract. I said, yes. I said, also, yes, they, they have do. a they do, right? So, yes. And, and then also they have a Dunning letter that they showed to the court, which was for 6506 And the debt that, they, that I have is supposed to be 3621 So I told them, I told the judge, they also have a Dunning letter for a different amount. So the, uh, the attorney says, oh, that was interest. And, you know, we didn't want to charge her the interest. So we made it 3600 I said, so yes, Your Honor, they have statements for starting at 3000 to 3621 and that's only interest. There's not a single transaction that says it's my account. And so the judge said, yeah, but it was sent to you, so why didn't you dispute it? I said, it was not sent to me. I never received. I haven't seen this account before. So he says, um, you know, but this, 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 you know, then I said, I said uh, also, the affiant is saying it has authenticated, you know, bank statements, which she cannot authenticate because she's four parties removed from Citibank. So he says, oh, no, she can authenticate. Anybody can authenticate other other companies' documents. Oh, God. I'm like, what? What a you know? of BS. Yeah. 
I said, but she's five parties removed from city time. So how can she do it? He says, you know, uh, the, the new century uh, standard has already been set. Now, in New Jersey, there's a, like a really bad standard that has been set, which is that the, uh, the debt buyer has to only give a statement, a last billing statement, and an affidavit. And that proves like a prima facie evidence or whatever of the debt. So, but after that, CSPB has pulled up a C, a New Century and said that they were using false affidavits, false documentation, and they have a consent order against them. So when I brought it up to the judge, he says, uh, why are you bringing that in? That's got no, no connection with this case. I'm like, yes, it has a connection with the case because you have used that standard for the motion for summary judgment. So, uh, and right now, it's no longer, that standard should not apply. He says, well, judge, you know, he named a big judge that gave the cases. No, that's the standard, that they only need an affidavit and a bank statement. And I'm like, but you know, Your Honor, this, the, the affidavit is not notarized. So how are we, how we know it's a real uh, affidavit? So he says, it doesn't need to be notarized. I'm like, but the signatures are different. So are you assuming that it's the right person? I said, I have an affidavit that's notarized that says I never, I don't have this account and I haven't received these statements. He just like, just ignored me. And then he actually went in for, uh, oh, and then I asked him, I said, you know, in my motion, I've asked for the original affidavit because uh, there's another uh, consent order from Citibank for altered affidavits. So we need to make sure that this affidavit has not been altered. So we need original documents from the uh, plaintiff. He ignored me again. So and he said, you know, we, we don't have to, don't, don't bring in any CFPB because that's got nothing to do with these cases. <laughs> and I'm like, like, you know, whatever. And then a contract, yeah, he said, you know, the, the, I, I, he said it didn't need a contract. I said that they've charged interest, you know, the only proof they have is interest. So maybe it's a wrong account that Citibank was just, the system was just throwing out because I haven't seen this account. So he says, you should have disputed it. I said, but I never received it. So he didn't, he didn't bother. Then he went to the back of the room for half an hour. And he called, he called the court reporter back there. He called the bailiff back there. They were going in and out. They were looking at each other, making eyes. And I'm like, what is going on? And when I was in the court, it didn't strike me about the business card. The business card struck me later on. So I guess I'm guessing that somebody big was called, you know, in the back or whatever. So anyway, when he came back, he said to me, and I told him, I said, you know, the two signatures, if you look at the, the date, not only the handwriting, the handwriting is totally opposite. The, the dates are totally two different people. So he, when he came back after half an hour, he says, oh, you know, the Y is the same. And, you know, the Asian's name is Ashley Clayton. A-S-H-L-E-Y with C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. He says, the Y is the same in the signatures. And I mean, yeah, but there's other, 11 other letters. and They're not the same. They're totally two different people. He says, well, it was one year oh, different. Different. I said, you know, Your Honor, I've had the same signature for 50 years. So, I mean, like, why would it change, you know? So he says, uh, it's, it is actually. I said, so can we have the original signature so we can check it? He ignored. He says, you know, I'm going to say you received statements and you didn't dispute them. And this person, this signature is of Ashley Clayton. So that's a case business. And then he says, I know you don't agree with me, but if you don't agree with me, you can go and appeal. 
but don't come back to me. And well, he showed he showed bias and prejudice with that last statement. Absolutely. Yep. Goldfield. What, what, is that good for me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and and I have you you made good arguments and he just blew you off. He just doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with it. Right. He's, he's a corrupt judge. Yeah. Either he's corrupt or he was scared by whoever he was. No, he's corrupt. To, no? He's corrupt. He's corrupt. Okay. If he yeah, wasn't he corrupt, he, he he would have listened to you and paid attention to things, and he didn't. All he did was blow you off. Yeah. And he asked me, where did you file another case? You know? So I said, in federal court. I said, because I have a federal claim against them for these false signatures. So he didn't say anything. He says, where? Where? I said, in the district court, in federal. So he didn't say anything. And then the, uh, the, then the attorney also said, oh, she also made an FCRA claim. So I said, yes, Your Honor, I didn't make an FCRA claim because this account is not in my credit report. So what was the you know, basis for them uh, accessing my credit report? So he didn't, he didn't care about that either. And, um, yep, so now well, I that's, have to... Well, uh, that isn't anything you, did, you talk about in uh, federal, or I mean in state court. You don't I, answered get it, I answered it because he brought it up. The other attorney brought yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. So, and in my in my motion, I did say I'm not ca- ca- making any FDCPA claims, and that is a separate. There you go. Yeah. I already made that in writing. So. Yep. And uh, so. Okay. So now well, my... sounds like you had a, a pretty good go around with them, but uh, now you're just going to have to work on doing your appeal. But but you know, now I have a question because I have to give my FDCPA appeal on November 30th. And I was hoping to get an answer, you know, in my favor for this, the uh, uh, signatures. And also, you know, the uh, and Dunning letter was for a totally different amount compared to the, the amount that they actually claimed. So that's another violation, right, of the FDCPA. So mm-hmm. like, do I even have a leg to stand on now that the judge said, no, it's the same signature? Like, no, that's just an adjudication by the state court on something that was going on there. That, that doesn't affect the federal court. You're going to have to, when you bring your claim in the federal court, you have to prove it. You're going to provide the evidence to the federal court and say, okay, well, you know, here's the uh, the two different affidavits. You can see the signatures are different. Maybe uh, uh, the uh, federal court judge will have had uh, a more recent eye examination and be able to see the uh, signatures but a little I'm, more clearly. I'm in I'm in appeal also there, right? He's he they, they he also ruled res res judicata because he says like. The state court already gave, granted against me, so you know why am I bringing it there? That's not, I'm, and that's also on appeal. So the federal judge also, and he had the signatures right in front of him. So yeah, well, he, so all you can there, all you can do is just go forward with it. Just go forward. Make and your, how make about your handwriting expert? Like, is there a way that, like, you know, without paying twelve hundred dollars, is there a way I can get somebody to? I to, don't know of. Um, You'd have to talk to people out there and find out any, whether there's somebody there that can help you with that. I have ask no Jesse idea. tomorrow night. Jesse might have a hint. Tomorrow night, okay. Yep. Ask Jesse tomorrow night. Okay. Okay. So I'm so disappointed, but uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I still have the fight in me. There you go. <laughs> okay. Good job. Jesse. Well, go fight it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. She's, I you. wish you had better news on that, but hey, it is what it is. You just got to go fight the battle. Right. Okay. So. Thanks a lot. 
All right, Especially you're welcome. Terry, John, thanks a lot. Yep. Okay, everybody, we're uh, just about uh, two hours on the call tonight. Uh, yeah, we had some interesting discussion over some things tonight. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night there is an open call on Blog Talk Radio, and that starts at eight o'clock. And uh, all subjects are available on that. Uh, Jesse will be there, so if people have foreclosure questions, uh, he's there to answer that kind of stuff. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, you can uh, be on Terry's call on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Get on her email list at queensongbird at gmail.com. And, of course, to get to Jesse's website, all you have to do is open a browser and type in knockoutcollectors, T-O-R-S dot net. That'll take you right to Jesse's site. That's where all the material is. We help you put it together and how it applies to your particular situation. We can't do it for you, but we can uh, help give you some guidance based on our experience. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you, John. Thank you, Terry. And uh, I'm going to get a few things done, and then I'm going to hit the sack. I've had all the fun that I can have for one day, and I can't believe I'm this wide awake after only three hours sleep last night, but I'm sure I'll make up for it tonight. Have a great evening, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow night on Blog Talk Radio. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.